a shuba dooba we do. Somebody rocking with routine maintenance. Who we a give me some good love? Somebody rocking with routine maintenance. Who a season for y'all with super duper special guests talking all that shit you want to hear on season for routine maintenance, giving you all the pleasure that you need. Somebody rocking nine of routine maintenance. Ooh, sweet pleasure. I, I felt really sensual this week. That's, uh, that's the gist yeah. I was getting at. I felt uh, yeah. nice and, you know. It, it was cute. Judges? I felt that. Scores? Felt yep, let's, let's give Amber some I'll scores. Be giving it, I'll be giving it an eight this week. Something about the routine maintenance felt a little forced. Mm. But I really did appreciate the sexual appeal. You know, that's, that's fair. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah. Why? I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and give it like uh, I'm sorry, but a six. Oh. Wow. Okay. Wow. Yeah, I mm. thought that you know things could have been you know just a little bit stronger this week. Mm. I'm sorry. That that's you know I'll take that I'll, I'll take mm-hmm. that. You know, yeah. Amber this this week I I really don't know what happened. Um. Oh, you kind of fell off to me. Oh, you know, I okay. didn't. I didn't feel the five elements of singing, and then also oh. what Autumn pointed out—the <laughs> routine maintenance part—kind of felt a little rushed. Um, and I'm I'm only giving you this score because I know you can do better, and I've seen it. So, unfortunately, this week I'm going to give you a four. Wow, a four. Yeah, Antonio, have you ever identified the five elements of singing? Because they did. haven't. They I, I really, <laughs> I really have in a previous episode of Routine Maintenance now streaming on all podcast streaming platforms. You know, our our guest host this week is a little bit more well versed in music and musicality, so maybe I'm, a, I'm just like you know, I've defined it. May, maybe their opinion will weigh more to me, you know, oh, since they're well versed yeah. in the music Fresh. realm. You know, you want to jump in, give us a good well, score. You know, I mean, personally, I loved it. I thought it had really good energy, and and I like the you know new modifications to an old classic. So you know overall, you know I give you a nine. Wow! See? Okay. Wow! Oh wow! Okay. Yeah. Kissing, first kissing up ever. to Amber. The... This is the first week ever someone gave a higher score than me. You know? Okay. Yeah, well, uh, maybe maybe we were harsh this week. Maybe we were harsh. But... We were. I don't think so. Sound off in the in the comments. <laughs> <laughs> Using hashtag routine maintenance. Hashtag arm the podcast. Tell us what you think. Give Amber a score. There we go. You know what? It's okay. I'm still black and cute, so it doesn't matter. Mm. There you go, and and you know well, what? You know what? Some of y'all think that's all it takes is being cute in the industry. That's not what it takes. What does who it take the then? The hookah, it takes the, the five uh, elements uh, of singing. Uh, Ciao. Well, <laughs> let me go ahead and introduce us. We're watching Routine Maintenance. We're watching Routine Maintenance. Y'all should be listening to Routine Maintenance. It, anyway, we're here at Routine Maintenance this week. I'm Wyatt Spoken <laughs> on all social media. I'm sorry, my dog is outside my door playing with his plushie, and I want him to walk away. Don't do that. That's I'm sorry, that, that was actually a command. He did walk away. There we go. I'm sorry, that was throwing me off. But welcome to Routine Maintenance, everyone. I'm Wyatt has spoken on all social media platforms. Co-host, who are you? Well, 
you know, it's There Goes Tonio on all social media because you will see me everywhere. Again, that's There Goes Tonio everywhere. Yep. Well, I'm Amber, the, the vocalist of the of the program, if you will. Um, you can follow me or send me coin at B Pimpin. That's B as in the insect because the letter would just be plain old silly. But, you know, again, feel free to, you know, follow me or send me cash at those names. You Both know, Amber, the fact that that is your tagline kills me every time. I That's a great that. tagline. Yeah, I loved it. Because, you know, Fresh, people people were acting like it was such a crazy concept to be be pimping as in the insect. Like, why would I just be the letter? That's just silly. I mean, that's <laughs> fair. It, 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 it's at least, you know, kept memorable. I appreciated that. Th- thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Autumn. I am not a pimp, but a, but a, stress, <laughs> a stress college student with green hair. And my name is Autumn, <laughs> and you can no, find literally. me on all social medias at March Maven, and that's Maven like Raven with an M. And just for the one, I got a lot of questions about this. Mm-hmm. My username means right. Listen yeah. to this. This is this is this is easy. This is easy. We got it today. My birthday's in March, mm. and mm. a Maven is someone who has a specific skill set. If y'all know me, or like very honed in, like very creative, like an expert on something, right? Yes. If y'all know me, I'm a wordsmith. And it's yes. crazy because I'm slow. But that's the thing <laughs> right there. That's what my username means. And now that y'all know what it means, y'all can follow me at it. Purr. I like that. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. And we do have a co- special guest this week, special co-host for the week. Yeah, they will be joining so- us for Hot Topics. So fresh. Hey, thank you. Thank you for having me this week. Uh, of my course. name is Fresh. Um, you can find me at I am Fresh One. Um, and you can find me in Fresh on all music platforms that you go across. Okay, okay. So definitely, let's get into you a little bit. What's going on? I hear you have some new music that's out. I hear you're making some moves. What's going on? <laughs> yeah, no, I just dropped a new single last Friday. It's called Hurt So Bad. Um, <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah, get into it. So yeah, it was definitely a new, um, a new direction for me. You know, I mainly, mm-hmm. I mainly do rap. I mainly do like hip hop. Um, okay. So this direction was a lot more like pop, very like Daft Punk, The Weeknd, um, that mm. kind of like yeah, ish vibe to it. Um, Ooh, yeah, it was it was really like I couldn't not do it. And it kind of pushed me to push myself in new directions. So it's dope. It's a great song. I think you guys will definitely love it. Um, so go ahead and check it out. But uh, yeah, so mm. you know, kind of the start of this new quote unquote era for me. I'm here for that. I'm here for that. So how long have you been doing? Jeez, uh, I've been doing music for maybe like nine or ten years now. Wow. Um, a lot of it, I started off writing. Um, just mm-hmm. kind of writing for other people, so I can definitely respect Autumn, the wordsmith part mm-hmm. of it. Uh, Thank you. <laughs> but mm-hmm. after a while, you know, I kind of saw, you know, especially being a queer artist, that you don't really get to see a lot of representation. And I figured I'd kind of want to get in front of my own songs and have the opportunity to, you know, display them myself. Uh, mm-hmm. So. Around 2018, I dropped my first project. And then since then, you know, I've dropped something every year just with the continual, like, growth and the fan base and the quality and the artistry. So 
you know, kind of brings us here, which kind of makes me really proud of this project because I feel like it really does offer a good quality aspect. Hmm. I feel that. I feel that. That's lovely. That's lovely. Co-hosts, any questions, comments? I love the fact that you specifically have aimed for consistency because me as a fan of music, I'm huge on letting an artist like take their time to make what they need to make. But the fact that you as an artist yourself have said, this is my goal, this is my plan, this is what I'm going to stick to. And the fact that you've actually done it is like such a beautiful blend of creativity and grace, yes, but then also logic and precision. And I really mm-hmm. hope that your business model takes you far because that's crazy. Mm-hmm. Thank you. I mean, that is a big deal. Um, the, the, it's a huge the, the, deal. To be that consistent, it's a huge deal. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And it's hard because, you know, if you don't hit, you don't hit. You don't get, like, the same opportunity that, like, a Cardi B does to then come back again and hit again. Like, if you don't hit, it takes so long to even rebuild that interest in people again. So, like, it's just really been important to be consistent and, and catch more listeners as I go. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Of course. I love that. Per okay, so let's let I'm gonna like slide into hot topics, but it's sort of relevant to the conversation. Okay, so last week, who was it? Rick Ross said something to the effect of they that queer people have always been accepted in hip hop, and there's never been an issue with queer people being accepted in that realm. Now, Fresh, you have a first hand account, how is that? Um, I think it's, I, I think he's not lying, but he's not also showing a, a accurate depiction. Yeah, queer yeah. people have always been involved in hip hop because they've been writing, they've been styling, they've been designing, they've been producing. But for you, for the same angle to say that they've been at the forefront, that's inaccurate. You know, there, yeah. there's been very rare represent. Look at Debrat. You know, for a long time we didn't know Debrat. We just knew DeBrat had a tomboyish style. So, you know, even in that representation, it still wasn't representation. So, I mean, I think I think it's interesting. I love the fact that you see a lot of artists coming up now. I mean, obviously, you see someone like Lil Nas X, who's, you know, doing it exactly how he would like to do it. But a lot of the independent artists that are coming up show a lot of styles of queer artists, which I think is important, you know, the queer identity doesn't subject to one box. So mm-hmm. to be able to see different aspects of it in the artistry is also really dope. Mm-hmm. Co-host. Um, I just want to agree a hundred percent with the sentiment that like they've queer people have always been in rap and hip hop. It's just that they've haven't been allowed the access to be at the forefront because of the misogynoir of black culture. Like mm-hmm. it's not really a conversation to be had about if they've existed. It's just like, why is that in 2022, we're still having these very just weird at this point conversations about allowing people to be themselves and express as they do. Like Santana being a rapper shouldn't be as big as a deal as this should be in 2022. And that's the conversation we need to be having. Oh my God, I literally love that you brought that up because like I need to piggyback off that. That was actually my exact point. I hate the disingenuity of the point that he made. Of course, there's always been people who were queer in the room, but I think about it like this, right? And gay rights are like civil rights in a way. And there are people who are black and gay. So I think about the fact that 
when they desegregated schools, could a black person walk into a white room? Heck yeah. Was it a comfortable room to be in? Exactly. Could they be themselves? Were they right. fully in their black experience? Not in the slightest. So for you to sit here and say, well, queer people have always been in the room. Half the time, you know, the people were even queer. That was a point exactly. that Fresh made. And the other half of the time mm-hmm. is the fact that the queer people are not within, they're not flamboyant or they're not within the realm of their being their own self, which is a point that Amber made. And so it's personally for me very frustrating to hear someone be like, well, you always begging for something. We gave you something already. Shut up. That's what it sounds Mm -hmm. like to me. Yeah, like I'll I'll throw in like, yeah, we've always, like y'all, like we've been just saying, yeah, we've always been in the room, but have I always been comfortable sitting in the room with y'all? Have I, have I always been comfortable with the things that y'all would say, the little comments and stuff like that? Has the comfort level always been there? Which I don't think so. I feel like a lot of people did have to just hide who they were. Um, like y'all did mention to Brad earlier, like they had to hide who they were just to get by in the room. And I'm sure like, yeah, like, yeah. And I think just to cut in really quick, I think it's very telling of hip hop culture that Queen Latifah has mm-hmm. yet to publicly, explicitly come out as a lesbian. Mm-hmm. Like, and not really? to say that she has to on she any time. She hasn't yet, and we but, all know. But exactly, Autumn. She has never made a statement. She's never publicly partnered. She's never done anything because at the end of the day, that's Queen Latifah. She can't, we all know, but we're never going to see a living single reunion where she's with a woman, or we're never going to see a movie where she's pursuing oh, yeah. a female romantic interest because that's Queen Latifah's image. So again, the bigger question is, why is there such a weird relationship with queerness and hip hop explicitly? Because again, we know these people are here. We know they're Santanas and we know they're gay niggas. Like, um, what is it? Ken, not Ken the man, but Kid Ken from Chicago. Kid Ken, yeah. That are phenomenal, phenomenal lyricists, but there's some odd reason that we all know about that they can't break through. My, so when I saw Rick Ross say that, my biggest question was like, Rick Ross, how many like queer people have you signed to Maybach music? Mm-hmm. How many? Like mm-hmm. we can't. I, I think it's weird to sit there and be like, oh yeah, you know, y'all are accepted, but you have none. And there's like Amber said, there's plenty of folks out there who are making music, probably either at the level or higher than you know your current artist. How come you're not signing them? Mm-hmm. And how come y'all don't have music with the folks that are already out? Because exactly. they don't think it'll transcend. And like that's where the real problem comes into this when you look at stuff like that. The hard part is is do you do they believe that middle America will connect? If uh-huh. like do they have a broader audience? And like not for nothing, but like screw that. That's not the purpose of each and every artist. You know what I mean? At the end of the day, does Snow Allegra connect to the white people in Montana? Probably not, but does it matter? No, it doesn't. It still makes her a phenomenal artist to the people she does connect to. Mm -hmm. So, like, I think the risk really comes into, I don't know how to market this to everyone. It's not for everyone. And -hmm. like Amber mentioned earlier, there are going to be people that it is solely for the circuit, and it is solely for the people who go to Pride, or it is solely for the people who, you know, relate to different types of queerness. But, like, at the end of the day, you can't sit here and worry about how you're going to sell me, allow them to absorb me. Mm-hmm. As an yeah, and right. I also feel like folks are just like, I feel like if at a certain level, y'all should be business marketing experts. 
mm-hmm. of figuring out who to sell exactly. to, how to sell to. Mm-hmm. Like, music is not new. This is not a new game. And like you can see the success that Little Nas X has. Like mm-hmm. he's probably one of the most streamed people. Like yeah, let's right pivot now. into that. Let's mm-hmm. like, pivot into that. Um, Lil Nas X with his new music that's come out. How uh, have we? How are we feeling? He went on his hiatus, came back stronger than ever. Music still flying up the charts. I, I would like to note that um, mm-hmm. "Call Me by Your Name" has more streams than Old Town mm-hmm. Road now. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's cool. So he's I, here to stay. I feel like I didn't have enough time with Montero. I don't know if I want another album from him so soon. I don't think it's going to give album. Mm. I think it's going to give deluxe. That's what I was thinking, but I, someone had corrected me and said, no, he said this is his second album coming out. Yeah. Oh, like somebody so asked him if it was Let me stop. deluxe. And he said, no, this is a new album. Yeah. When did the, when did the last album come out? Not last year. Did it come out in 2020 or 2021? 20? I will fact check. I Let's thank you, Otto. I want to say it was. Google. I want to say it was 2021 because I was yeah. living in my new apartment. Yeah, and I know he's nominated for this year's Grammys, which would be the. But it could yeah. have been the end of 2020. Yeah, I it came say... out in September. Wow, it was September. Yeah, the album came out, but "Call Me by Your Name" the single came out. It came March out earlier. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and the thing is, is he had a different kind of like time span for it because. Call Me By Your Name came out, and then another single came out after that. And then mm-hmm. the album came out. So, even though it came out in September, he had spent about a good six to eight months on the project. Just doing singles and stuff like that. Yeah. It's like, I still feel like I want more, though. I feel like it's also mm-hmm. worth noting, typically, when albums are back-to-back from an artist like this, not to say throwaways, but they're typically songs that didn't make the first album and have yeah. been like now improved in some way. Like when you look at a when you look at sophomore albums from artists, there's like there's like two different recipes you can follow. And there's the okay, I'm rebranding, or there's the we're keeping on this theme sort of thing. And transparently I feel like we're gonna keep on this theme. And because of that, I'm not mad at it. If it mm-hmm. was if I was under the impression that it'd be a whole new, you know, one eighty switch to a different era, I would feel a little bit more hesitant. But I'm willing to lean into it because I feel like it'll be a continuation. I don't feel like it'll be a large pivot. I feel I, like I feel like these artists, when they rush their releases like this, want out of their record contracts. Because I, I'm getting the same sentiment from Doja Cat. Because Planet Her, a great album, but was rushed. Okay, so I don't want to agree with that sentiment because in my heart of hearts, I want to believe, at least for this new crop of artists, anyone that's freshman album came out post 2019, let's say, that they aren't in circumstances where they have to do those things. Not Amber believe in capitalism. No, but listen, 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 listen to what I'm saying. Because the charts. I want to believe, I want to believe that given the way social media is, there's an inherent need to remain relevant. So artists can't take Mm -hmm. breaks like they used to anymore. Mm -hmm. Like you actually could, like some artists like from the early 2000s you can look they have out al- years like mm-hmm. two to three between their albums because they had that time to tour off of one album actually take that in recoup rebrand sort of their next era or their next you know 
iteration, so to speak. And I feel like because the girls, we consume stuff at such a high rate, you kind of have to be putting out a project every X amount of months to keep your name out there because you might be forgotten. Because okay. there are girls okay, that, you know, we could be that. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, 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 no. Finish, baby. I was just going to say that there are girls talk about like 2018, 2019 that aren't pertinent in 2022. So, like, mm-hmm. again, not saying that the whole deal thing isn't feasible, but I just think like to be optimistic and thinking that that's not the case. I have two rebuttals, and I absolutely hate the term. I have one after you, but I'm going to use it. One <laughs> is that. To the effect of you're saying we consume media so high and that's why you need to drop stuff out. I look at business models like Telfar and scarcity works. You look at business models like Frank Ocean and his is more emotional. He don't really plan that, but scarcity works, right? Yeah. And to that effect, to the devil's advocacy of that effect, I also say there are not many teams and artists who have their not even thumbprint, whole palm print on the pulse of social media like Lil Nas X does. He really could have left for a year and came back and he has that oomph, that it, that know-how, that Mm -hmm. also him being Nas Mirage, he know the the social media ins and outs. I feel like Mm -hmm. though I'm not personally upset that it's coming out so quickly, I can see how just because it's like you have, if anybody could have taken a break, like if anybody could have taken a break, it would be you. You know, and to piggyback off of that, I just feel like when we think about, you know, these artists dropping hit after hit after hit after hit after hit and they, you know, they keep going, they keep going. It's kind of just like, and we think about when artists were like burning out and people stopped paying attention to them. It's like, what was the impact of your hit? Like, was it a moment kind of thing or did it leave me wanting more? And I think there's a lot of artists who... You know, like Beyonce says, they make a hit, they burn out, and they have to keep on going, make another yeah. hit that burns exactly. out, put out another right. hit. Fresh, yeah. I, but it. I mean, I was I, gonna say, yeah, but I mean, the thing about it that is, you have to look at this from two different angles, and and let's go back before 2019. You look at someone like Rihanna. Yeah, Rihanna gave you hit after hit, but you remember most of them. It's it's hard yeah. to say that in her case that she spewed out hits. And they didn't stick. Rude Boy still sticks. We Found Love still sticks, so on and so forth. When you look at someone like Katy Perry, who was really on the top of her game, and then she dropped off, she never picked back up. It oh, is yeah. really hard in this sense sometimes to understand that. you know. And it doesn't start even from then. You look at Mariah Carey. Mariah Carey's first five albums came out year after year after year. She didn't stop. So, yeah. like... You know, it's not a new part of the marketing. And, and you look at someone now like Ariana Grande. Ariana Grande does well because it kept coming and coming and coming to the point where Ponytail was everywhere. You couldn't ignore her. So, like, I understand I understand the idea that there needs to be some rest period to it. And I do agree because when you make a body of work, it should be able to speak for longer than that. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I think it's really difficult because you do have artists who don't push albums they push singles so they catch trends and when you catch trends i catch a bigger hit than you because your album was from six months ago and i made my single two weeks ago uh-huh. like wow and there's the math to it Joe. <laughs> but i think okay. go ahead i was gonna say even with thinking about like those people who are making hits for trends i just feel like 
when they're making those hits for trends, it's kind of just like I like comparing it to Ponytail and Little Nas X. I feel like they made their own kind of trend. Like when they dropped their piece or their their work, it was like, oh wait, let me pay attention to this. Yeah. yeah. And like I I just feel like that. You know, people are are putting effort. I, I just feel like people people are just putting in effort, and it's just not landing. Yeah, yeah. Like, wait, do you, where do y'all want to pivot? Do y'all want to pivot to Nikki, or do y'all pivot to Justin's cabinet? This, I feel like this would be a good pivot to Nikki. Yeah, yeah. I want to talk about Nikki. Let, let's talk about Nikki. We're gonna talk about mother. No, literally. <laughs> Let's talk about Nikiana. What's um, she doing? Too many well, she put out a new single with Koi Leroy. You oh, know, they're did? best friends now. Oh, okay. Too many you know. Glockies. Not Autumn Barb. Not y'all Barb's. Nah, 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 nah. Chill, chill. No. The kitties love the TikTok. Um, no. You know, I'm a problem. Let's talk. <laughs> Sorry. But Nicki Minaj on her Twitter and it had the name of a few prominent rappers being I believe Cardi B, City Girls and Meg Thee Stallion and she crossed them out in the screenshot as if we would not see it was a it's an article everyone can see online we know who's in the article so what is is it because the new music's coming out are we trying to distract something away from her pedophile husband um, having a case that's out are, what are we doing? Like, what's going on now? And why I, don't the oh, and why aren't the, or why aren't the girlies fighting back? I feel I like. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. I'm. So, go ahead, Amber, baby. Oh, thank, ahead, thank you, ma'am. I just think at this point it's Nikki. Like, there's no distraction. There's no like. There's nothing at this point except she really is a vile woman, and we're finally able to see the full extent of it because she has nothing better to do than be vile. Like, she's already accumulated all the awards she can she's earned all the titles she's gotten the respect well she had the respect of a vast majority <laughs> of hip-hop fans because she was doing what she was doing by herself for so long and it's like we forgot that one people like queen latifah and even people like eve brought people up with them you know they weren't you and i they weren't hesitant about being in someone's video doing a cameo like those things were real we forgot all of that in spite of being barbs, in spite of loving pink and all this other shit. And it's just like, it's gone past, you know, friendly competition. It's gone past, you know, having a, a taste for the fight. Like, this lady is really nasty. And it's sad because we can never hold her legacy in the regards that we should because on paper, she did it, she did it all. Like, we can't take that away from her. But you are such a terrible person in so many capacities that we can't even give you what you're owed. What's crazy is I had a very similar um, sentiment. I was say, I don't feel like there's anything going on besides the fact that I just think Nikki is resentful. Um, I think there's like different types of popularity. There's different types of spotlight and she's transitioning to a different type of spotlight. Like respectfully, of course, of course, she's like, I guess, pretty beautiful, whatever. She's a really bad person on the inside. So it's hard for me to say that, even though I know she is physically beautiful. But you're no longer the young, hip, cute pop girls. And that's okay. When you were that, you were that. But now those are 
i.e. the Dojas and then the Megans and so on, so have you. You're like starting to be a bit more, I'm, she's not mature as in she's auntie music, not what I'm saying. But you literally have the rapport and the status and the hierarchy that you're craving. And for some reason, you're coming off of the high horse to stoop down to do the trendy pop things. And it's like you're no longer trendy pop. You're no longer what's in the moment. You've established yourself as it's a classic, as whatever, so have you. You have literally the whole queen bee thing that you've been begging for. Why are you coming off the pedestal to do the little girl stuff? It's exactly. It's sort of, in my in my opinion... It's resentment. It's sort of, she can't handle it. She can't handle it. Yeah. It's sort of like, imagine if Jay-Z was upset at the numbers that Young Boy was doing or was upset at the numbers that Lil Baby was doing or was doing little shady things um, when Kendrick dropped something or... I'm like, you're a legend. You don't have to do stuff like that. Yeah, I um, I always thought of Nicki Minaj. I feel like she should have been on that pathway similar to Beyonce's of where, you know, people talk about Beyonce in and out all day, you know, good or bad, whatever. Beyonce, from what I've seen, because I don't know her behind closed doors, but I think she's lovely. Um. <laughs> You know, she's always kind of embraced the new girls that are coming in, the new people that are just on the scene. And I think Nikki hasn't at all. Because it's like, how does everybody in the industry not like you? How does Mariah Carey not like you? Yeah. How does everybody dislike you? And it's it's not an act. It can't be an act. It can't be. Fresh, how you feeling? Uh, all right, I'm gonna have to take the unpopular opinion on this one. I'm sorry. Oh, um, have a bar. <laughs> not a barb. No. Listen, what I'm gonna say is like, as an artist, I respect Nicki Minaj, I respect what she can do, I respect the milestones that she's made. Amber said it earlier, I can't take anything away from the achievements that Nicki Minaj has made at this point. I think the, the devil's advocate that I'll play to this is crossing out those names may not have been the best way to convey the fact that I don't want to put them in this tweet with this and then have everybody think that I'm comparing myself to them. I understand that the idea might have been better just not to have posted it at all. You could have dropped the article. I think also she could have just said, you know, shout out to us. Like, we did this. I feel like, but you, but you guys are saying it like it's going to be kumbaya in Nicki Minaj's comments. It's not. But Even I if she says like... shout out to us, her, all the other fan bases are going to come in there and say, "Oh, so now you can show respect to. Oh, so now you can." Da, da, da. Well, then that takes away the positivity. But, see, but I, I, I think she can start making those strides of just being like, "Hey, you know what? Y'all were right. I need to be acting a little different." And see, that's that's where my but... disconnect becomes. I hate to say, Sonia. But it's like Nikki has the power to do that. Like, we're all acknowledging how big and how powerful she is. Why is it so hard for her to be like, hey, I'm a solid rapper and so are you? Like, where, where's that issue? I think but another I'm... part of my confusion also comes in. And you can definitely forgive my ignorance and, you know, give me hip if there is something. But Megan, not Megan, excuse me. Nikki be doing this thing where she she want to like fake bring the new rappers up until they do something or say something she don't like and she don't talk to them no more or something i don't know what that's about i guess you're also allowed to not like people as a human but to me it just feels very much so like you you do the trendy stuff like for a trend like like what like i don't know i don't know 
it's just in that same stroke of you can talk to people and not talk to people when you want to. Mm-hmm. There's no need to bring up anybody's name at all, positive or negative, because you flip flop anyway. We've all watched Nicki Minaj flip flop opinions on people right. anyway. You could literally said, "Shout out to Hot New Hip Hop for this new article on me." Could like there's like there's there's so many ways you could have went about that from mm-hmm. a PR standpoint without ever having to mention anybody's name ever, because the barbs are crazy, and I admit posting somebody's name and not someone else's probably would be an issue. There was no need to even post a screenshot of the article. Yeah, like my thing, you've gone through, let's see who you've beefed with so far. Cardi Cardi B, City Girls, Doja Cat. Um, Which I'm one? Like, Lil Nas X. It can't be all of them. She also has beef. Like she wouldn't, I feel like I read an article somewhere, maybe not an article or something. I read something where she didn't want to make a song with Little Nas X. Lil not like she just I don't you know I the don't thing about her. something like that is that happens like I, I understand how deep that is and how it comes across but here's my point of what I'm saying and and I stress I'm not trying to come across in any sense as a bar but I do have to say for her like there's no right she can really do sometimes so mm-hmm. even if she said you know what this song isn't for me maybe if you send me something else but this song right here I don't think it's gonna fit for me and what we got is he de- she declined his song. We don't know the backstory to how that happened either. So yeah. it's hard, you know, to what happens is, is the depiction that we see and that has been created of Nicki Minaj then denotes her actions and how they play out. But Which I think, then, also, sorry. No, no, you're good. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Finish up. Oh, uh, no, I was going to say, brush. like, I don't, I don't think it, you see the actions because of what we've been condition to see and understand to her at this point which a lot of she's done i get it i'm not saying that she hasn't but also in the same breath like i can understand or commiserate with the idea of i can't do nothing right so i'm gonna do what i want mm-hmm. and i get that but then i'm also just like you can do what you want but there's also a wrong thing in what you're doing like she doesn't call off bars she doesn't say hey y'all chill out like this is what y'all doing is ridiculous like there, there's just a level of enticing that she does. Like, she wants it. She brings it upon herself. It's like, yeah, of course everybody thinks what you're doing is negative because everything you've done is negative. I'm and th- see, that's, that's where I'm at, honestly. If she didn't foster the environment for her fandom and for her legacy to be so nasty, we wouldn't be having this conversation. Like, mm. I can name a dozen and one artists that came up between 07 and 2012, let's say, mm-hmm. that have since then have, you know, gone on to their, like, gray years in their career, so to speak. Like, for example, 2 Chainz is someone that most artists would collaborate with. He would work with people. He has brand deals, sponsorships, all this type of stuff that Nikki realistically could and should have. But in spite of that, there's just something there. And I think at this point, it's Onika. Mm-hmm. I feel that. I feel that. Child, let's pivot real quick, child, because we strapped for time. Let's go into another female rapper that's been out, making ways, making news this week. Lotto has a new album coming out, of course. But they also said that they had a hard time clearing a song just due to sexual harassment of one of the people that are on their um, album. Did we hear this? Did we hear any of this going on? Oh, I heard that. My guesses were Fivio and Kodak, but then Kodak went on live, and that just secured the deal. 
Yeah, I heard that Kodak uh, church mouse child. Mm. Mm. Hit um, dogs in the collar. Honestly. <laughs> but, how are we, but how are we feeling like about like this issue going on? Clearly, clearly. It's just very scary to know that out of the young girls, Lotto is the only one saying something because obviously it's happened to someone else, but it's just like, damn, this is still really a thing that they have to go through. And as independent as they are now, they still have to deal with this shit. But um, I just want to know why people were so quick to ask her to name this person as if we haven't been trying to convince y'all of the abuse that Megan went through for the past how many months? Mm-hmm. I'm just confused as to how this is a conversation when every time we try to speak, every time it's a shutdown. But you know, this light skin young okay, never mind. Okay, but we're you know what? We're progressive I, in hip hop now, but we're we're progressive, but Yeah, I definitely understand the sentiment. I'm just like, y'all keep y'all want people to speak out, but then y'all won't support them when they're speaking out. Like I feel so bad for the strays that Megan just keep catching. People just keep trying to create narratives about her just because she came forward about what she's gone through. Which there was videos of on the internet and people still deny, which is crazy. And it's unfortunate too when you look at it because of how much she went through before even all of this started. Like losing your mom and going through all of that and still trying to navigate a career in school. And now you're in this shape like I, I genuinely feel bad for her because no one deserves that. I just feel like hip hop is like we've seen we've seen all this behaviors years ago from a lot of the men in the industry. The problem is the men always. Yeah, yeah. I'm wondering when hip hop meets. The thing is, because I'm like, I, aren't I Kodak like... charges like very open? Yeah, you'll see that online. It's here's, public record. record here's that, the thing: um, he was uh, this public record that his semen was found in the rape kit of one of the charges that he has. That's public record, and he had here's, to settle, right? Uh huh. That's here's the thing. Here's here's what makes me so mad. Kodak's record is public, and we know all the information, and people are listening to him, streaming him. You know, posting still keeping memes. him relevant. I'm like, why are we posting memes? Wait, wait, progressive. But wait, wait, wait. Right. But Megan's case, which has no public documents yet, people are saying they know everything and trying to cancel her. Yeah, I I can't. Like, I really, like, I, I can't stand Kodak Black. I can't, I, like, oh, my goodness. Like, gets under my skin, actually. Like, Fresh, how are you feeling? I mean, you know, the thing about it is, is and I think Amber said it the best, is, it's unfortunate that these things are still going on, that these women still have to climb these hurdles, given the fact that realistically, within the last two to three years, they've been the prominence of hip hop. I mean, let's be honest, the biggest hits have come from all female rappers. So at the end of the day, like to be in 2022 and still have this scenario and still have a male be able to come in and assert his claim that he didn't do something and almost belittle this woman's experience is is ridiculous. It, and, you know, I'm honestly glad that she did say something. I appreciate more of them speaking out and explaining how they feel because hopefully it'll lead to less of it happening in the future. Yeah, 100%, 100%. Uh, child, let's pivot. 
second to last. Yes, it's going to be our second to last topic before we wrap up today. Let's get into spring break. All right. So, now, Antonio, let's jump into that. Yeah. So, y'all, it is spring break for all the college. Well, not all the college students. But it's spring break season. And, you know, folks are flocking to Miami. And it's getting crazy. You know, there's been so many interesting conversations. Um, one of them being uh, adults trying to justify them going to spring break and hanging out with these these college children. And then also oh. um, just the emerging kind of violence that is just happening at spring break. Yeah, those are the two main things that are happening. Oh, I now think... Miami's under a curfew. Until oh, my break is over. I feel like I graduated in 2019 and I'm only 25, like still college age, but I even still, I feel too old to be going to Miami this time of year. You you know what I'll say to this? I feel like there is a certain age where you shouldn't be partying with folks who are near the age of 20. Like, yeah, you need to go to Essence Fest if you if you twenty six and up, y'all need to go to Essence Fest. Exactly, and I will say if I because I also last year I went to, uh, you know, my birthday is always around spring break, and I went to Miami for my birthday, mm-hmm. and you know, there's some spring break stuff happening, but for me, it's like as an adult, I'm not gonna be hanging out with those children. I'm not doing this, that, and the third. Um, <laughs> Like yeah, I don't want to be around. Friends. That was the exact point I was going to make. So as a current college student um, and as a child of a mother who was a very, very non-traditional college student, I recall being in like eighth grade when I turned my mother's tassel at her graduation. Oh. Um, I don't think it's always fair to make it such an age thing because my mom came out, and this is just specifically my mom, but I don't know so many other people may resonate with this similar story. She came out of high school, couldn't afford college, got a job, and then ended up paying for school after the fact. And she wanted to, you know, she's like, yeah, I'm a college student. Yeah, I'm like, you know, I got two kids and a house and bills and a job. But if I want to be, she's a psychology major, she want to be in the psychology club. Like, maybe she just wanted to talk to some similar students about some stuff. So I feel like understanding the dynamic of, like you just said, Tonio, if there's like grad students or maybe older non-traditional students who want to go to Miami, they're on spring break too. They may not have work too. And that's, to my opinion, that's fine. But y'all go hang out together. You know, right, right. let the broke college kids, the 21, 22 and 23 year olds, let them go to drunk taco on Collins and you and your rich homegirls who's 28, 29, or you and your rich homeboys who's 28, 29, y'all in grad school or y'all non-traditional or whatever. Y'all go to Gianni Mansion and y'all get the real lunch. Hello. You c- Come to Miami, <laughs> but be age appropriate. My thing, my thing is like there is no reason why you're a 28 year old man pouring liquor down a 19 year old's throat. Yeah, no, that's the that same. is insane. And I remember being like, because y'all know I went to my school grace, in Miami. My grace that I extend to older people being in college only goes but so far. Yeah, yeah. and y'all know I went to mm-hmm. school in Miami, so when it was like spring break time, folks were just flocking sometimes just to go to the beach, and I'm just like. You know, I remember the first time I went there, only went there once because they started fighting. And I was like, baby, this is not for me. I'm, I'm going home. And I flew home. And, you know, I remember. I flew all the way was, home. 
Yes. I, I After that, I started going home uh, every spring break. I was like, I'm not doing this. This is too much. Um, and so I remember like girls on the beach twerking and they were just like these old, nasty looking musty men just <laughs> like trying to <laughs> grind on them. And I'm just like, oh my goodness, sister, you need you, someone, one, your friends need to help you. Police! Police! I remember, you know, this drunk girl is just having a fun time. She's just twerking. You know, a lot of people around are just laughing like, ha ah, oh my goodness, she don't know that man's ugly. She don't know he's old. And I'm just like, you know, me, I was 18. I will say I was a bystander. I was also very small. And I'm just like, yo, she turned around. She was like, oh, hell no. And like ran. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, y'all are wild. Yeah. Yeah. Fresh, anything on wild spring yeah. break? I mean, I didn't really, I didn't really enjoy the whole spring break process. Um, and a lot of it is, is just like, I'm not a good person for being in scenarios that I don't know the unknown variables. And you got too much mixed up into crowds like that. So like, if I don't know the setting, if I don't know the group of people, like in terms of how it's going to be, I'm very much that guy that's like, who all is going to be there? Because I need to know that <laughs> before I'm, I'm going to end up somewhere. So I understand exactly where you're coming from, but that's kind of why for me it's like, nah. If if it's not something I'm, I know I'm good. Yeah, I could definitely agree to that statement. Like I, I've been in Miami before, but I go. I purposely don't go during spring break. I like to go during winter break when it's just families on vacation from like school, mm-hmm. uh, from like elementary school and middle school. Yeah, that's when I like to go because I personally just feel like um, my opinion on spring break this year in general was y'all went down to Miami to commit sins, maskless, and sweat on each other, and then y'all mm-hmm. come back up on my campus and try to talk to me. Mm-mm. I, I stay not happy that day. home. I need, I need two weeks in a negative test before I see Hello. you. Hello. <laughs> okay. I emailed what? my professors and said it was too many people in the yams. I'll catch you in two weeks. I wasn't there, but still. Right. One more really quick thing that I think is really interesting that I've noted for this spring break kind of dilemma and what's happening every single year. It only seems like they're criminalizing the places Black people go. Because, mm-hmm. you know, I'm pretty sure it gets pretty wild in Daytona. Oh, yeah. I'm sure they trash that town up. Yeah. And, like, I think a lot of the stuff that's happening, like, yes, it's, yes, it's a bunch of kids. But it's also a bunch of adults who are going down there. And causing ruckus. And just causing ruckus. Like, I remember being in Miami, going to, like, house parties and stuff. There would just be random Miami men who would just come up to the party and just shoot. And I'm just like, never... what? Yeah, no, for real. Like, it would happen. That's why my mom said I couldn't go to school in Miami. <laughs> yeah, yeah, after that, I, I stopped going, I stopped going to, to them parties. Yeah, my mom said, no, Miami, we're not doing that. But, child, let's actually pivot real quick into more reckless behavior. There's, There's just been discourse on social media today just about drunk driving and I didn't realize that people were drunk driving to a high degree what's going on so So. people do stuff that they regret all the time and things that aren't safe in the heat of the moment and just you know do what they need to do 
We here at Routine Maintenance do not endorse drunk driving or driving under the influence of any substance or impaired driving in any capacity. Call an Uber, guys, or call a friend. Period. I will say, okay, this is not me playing devil's advocate because the devil don't need no advocates. But I think something that is also a really big issue that is contributing to drunk driving is the fact that stuff costs stuff costs money. Like, this is not me advocating for drunk driving, but I mean, like, a lot of these companies and cities are playing right into it. It's like, think about D.C., the metro... When does the metro shut down? Like, 11, 12? It's 12. The last train's be coming around 11.45. Last train, 11.45. Uber's prices surge when there's just multiple people calling Ubers at once. I got a $90 location. Uber once from U Street to Bowie. I was like, You Fine. know? <laughs> something I remember I when I was again living in Miami and you know I would I walked a block up where nobody was calling Uber it was a $50 difference oh yeah 100% and it's walks like a, neighborhood. a lot of these a, a lot of these practices are just evil like cities need to have drunk driving programs where they're like all right look we hired a bunch of folk who go and get y'all to and from where you need to go this is paid on the city dollars like the police get $6 billion a year. You can't give $2 million to a drunk driving program to get now, people to and from? Now, there is a conversation to be had about predatory um, practices, just predatory late-night practices, period. But also in the same vein, I feel like if you cannot, if you calculate your night at the end of the week, after you get your check, if you cannot, if you cannot cover an Uber at all that night, if anything happens, if you can't cover an Uber... I don't think you should be going out. Honestly, I don't. If you don't have that, you shouldn't. Yeah, you shouldn't be going out drinking like that. If you don't and have the funds to if you don't have a rainy day fund, if you don't have an extra 50, 60 dollars just in case something happens, I don't think you should be going bar hopping. Stay home and make a drink. Go over to your friend's house, and make a drink and sleep over. But you don't need to be bar hopping and then driving home. Not why it's come to pick up their bootstraps. My personal frustration lies in, like, me being a bit younger, like, I know certain things were targeted towards me because of things like people who were, like, maybe anywhere from four to six years older than me, even though them not being that much older than me did. Like, for example, when I was an eighth grader, ninth grader um, coming into high school, that was, like, after, like, I don't want to say trend or recurring pattern, but it felt like every couple years on prom night, some couple, some couple would drive, excuse me, pass away in a drunk driving accident. Yeah. So when I marketed to my age group specifically, like, I want to say, um, I'm actually not going to say the year I was born, but specifically to my <laughs> age group, um, there was a lot of designated driver, DD, de- like a lot of ads and things targeted towards us for that. So I personally am very, 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 very unaccepting of drunk driving because I don't understand why there isn't a designated driver. And even in that, there is a legal like alcohol limit that you can have. No one says you can't have one marred with the girls. But if you're if you're mm-hmm. a smoker in a group, take that L and your DD for the day. Why are you mm-hmm. going out without? I say get as hammered as you want. Like, black out and have your friends have to throw you in your bed for all I care. But you're mm-hmm. not the one behind the wheel. Where is your DD? Yeah. Like, I'm definitely one of those people. That's why I go to the hookah bar afterwards. Let me sit down for two hours and pop on this hookah real quick and calm down so I can drive home then. Why you think hookah is the antidote? We're it's not, not the, the antidote, problem. but it gives me time. It gives me two hours to sit down and okay. not drink anything. 
No, nah, I'm definitely with the idea of the DD. Like, I don't personally like to drink myself. So, like, usually if I'm going out with you, then I'm good. I'm good as the DD in this scenario because I just think ultimately, to your point, Wyatt you- said they'll maybe drink a little bit, but then they'll give themselves time. Like, I love when Wyatt's DD. And I know some people don't <laughs> like that. I know some people feel like, oh, well, you didn't have enough time to sober up, or even if you feel sober, your blood alcohol limit is but a certain level and so on and so have you. So I know some people are not with that, but mm-hmm. even even that is still, you know, drinking and then calming down for a few hours before you decide to drive. Even that yeah. is still better than getting hammered and just getting getting on the road. That's crazy. I don't, yeah, I don't get people that can just, like, you've been drinking from 11 p.m. That's low-key why I don't like going to clubs because I'm like, I need two hours to, like, calm down so i'm like if i get to the club at 11 o'clock i'm gonna stop drinking at 12 you know fresh yes there we go <laughs> jump back in but you were right on the money i think autumn that, that is what i think like in terms of being having someone there i just think it's a smart precaution in mm-hmm. the same sense of having the money to take the uber like these days we all understand that there's a lot going on in people's lives people need a moment to have fun to let their hair down to relax but at the same breath, you know, take that moment to make sure you got that safety to get home because it's not worth hurting anyone or yourself not having that person with you. I mm-hmm. volunteer to be one for anybody if you need it. Mm-hmm. Okay. okay. I, I think what's crazy is I'll be DD too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you said you'll be DD as well? No, like in general, like I'm a oh, okay, okay. that people rely on to be DD. Yeah. I usually, well, my thing is like I'm always going to take my car because I want to be able to leave when I can leave. But my thing is like I'm going to always allow myself two hours. I'm like I'm always the person at the end of the night. Everybody's still drinking. I'm like I'll have a water. Like I I just need my water. I need to hydrate. Let's go and get some greasy food. Let's do some hookah, and then we can go home. Okay. So yes, another amazing episode of routine maintenance. How's everyone feeling? I'll say I'm sorry. I don't mean to. Oh, I don't mean to heart back. Oh, what's going on? But specifically to talk about the situation at hand because I feel like there was a debate going on here too. Oh, go ahead. What situation? Yes. So the specific drunk driving situation because some people who are listening may not be privy to the actual Twitter. <clears throat> oh, like what happened? Yeah. So oh, happened? Yeah. we never stated that. No, we, we actually didn't. didn't. Oh well, Amber, yes. A very good preface, but we didn't mm-hmm. actually use the preface to talk about the situation. We oh, wow. Okay, so just to, yeah, just to give context of what actually happened. um, There was a girl, and she was doing 150, I think, like, in a 50. 110. A, 110. 110. Boom. She was doing 110 in a 50. Got pulled over by police. Police officers got called to a quote-unquote more pressing call, so they let her off with a warning. A mile, two miles down the road, she hits the, she hits the person that the call was about and kills the officers that were responding to the call that had just pulled them over drunk driving. And so there was on the timeline, if you haven't seen it, where some people were saying, and this is where we then got at where we began discussing drunk driving. However, listeners, there was discourse on the timeline about some people were like, don't act like you've never drunk drive before. Mm -hmm. That could have been any of us. And the other half of the timeline was like, Oh, you 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 speak French. You talking about we a lot. I don't know what that is. I don't know what that is. So that's kind of the discourse that we just have regarding that conversation. In case you all were not privy. Yes, yes. And I think the takeaway is, 
know your limits don't make stupid decisions and yeah and even if you get pulled like if you get what's crazy is she got pulled over and in 110 and a 50 where we're from we're from like the general dc metropolitan area like (laughs) dc pg montgomery county northern virginia if you was in northern virginia if you was in alexandria doing that you would literally be in jail that night you could be completely sober where but was doing she from? Doing ten and a fifty, like that's 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 jail worthy here. So the yeah. fact that she got let off with the warning and then still continued to drive the way she did yeah. is I'm insane. Okay. And you know they will do you up here. Ooh, they'll do you up here. And this is okay. also my argument for police reform because, like, I feel like if if they were gonna let her off, there was somebody who should have been like, "All right, look, we're gonna at least escort you." To where your destination is, oh, like, yeah, like, like we'll let you off with a warning, but you got to call an Uber, or you got to call a ride, exactly. like somebody has to come you pick you up. Your car here, and we're actually gonna tow you tonight. That that's how you that's how you slap somebody on the wrist, you know. Yeah. You're gonna have to be accountable for the six hundred dollar tow, getting your car out of impound, but we're gonna get you a ride home. You know, that's harm reduction there. But they didn't want to do that, so. <sighs> Well, we ready to wrap up now? I reckon so. Per, there it is. There it is. I want to thank Fresh so much for joining us this week. Go ahead and just tell the folk where we can follow you, just about your projects this week and stuff like that. Go right ahead. Oh, awesome. Uh, Thank you so much for having me. You can follow me on Twitter at I underscore am underscore Fresh One. You can follow me on Instagram at MarkFresh421. And you can find my music on all platforms, Tidal, Apple, Spotify, Amazon, you name it, you can find it. All right. All right. And I am Wyatt has spoken on all social media. This is another episode of Routine Maintenance. You can join us in, join us in on the conversation using hashtag RM the podcast, my co-host. Well, I'm there goes Tony on all social media because you will see me where y'all everywhere everywhere that's right again that's there goes tonio <laughs> yeah i'm like nobody else said it because <laughs> i was i was not i was certainly not oh, because was because you're fake <laughs> I was that's, it, you're fake. that's okay and i wanted you to know i wasn't gonna do it yeah because you're fake it's okay but 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 and, and i know where you get it from Ooh. 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 what you're not gonna do is start with my mom you know <laughs> It's Amber. Um, you can follow me at B Pimpin. Again, that's B as in the insect, as well as my cash app, Pimpin. And it's been a pleasure as usual. And you know, you know, last because you know I'm 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 the baby or whatever. Yeah. And probably the one with the stupidest laugh. And. I need one more fact. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. The only English major here. Yeah. You got your girl, Autumn, at March Maven. You can follow me on all social medias at March Maven. And if you're listening to this, you go to Morgan. Hashtag M4MM, Micah 4, Miss Morgan. Perfect. Yes, yes. Well, I think we have another amazing episode of Routine Maintenance under our belts. Have a good week, everyone. Bye. Peace out. Bye, everyone. Bye.